Before we begin our episode, did you know that podcasting is the most accessible form of syndication? The number of multimedia-ready mobile devices has skyrocketed in the past few years, and so has your potential audience. So start a podcast. Starting at $5 a month, Hipcast lets new and experienced podcasters focus on their show. Leave the boring stuff to us. Sign up at hipcast.com. Listening to Keeping It Nerd. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Nerd. This is an episode episode spotlight of Hero Within. My name is Vince, your host as always. And today we have a special guest. Uh, he is the CEO, founder, fashion mogul. <laughs> the uh, you know, and there's other words I could probably use, but I think he should be about uh, you know introduce himself. Take it away. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. This is, of course, uh, this is Tony Kim. Uh, he is the I guess you say yeah, the founder, the owner of Hero Within. Yep. Uh, if you're not, if you guys are not um, sure of what that is, you probably have seen uh, Tony in his group on a few convention floors or even on, on some social media sites and, or maybe on the, on interwebs. They, uh, they actually, they take nerd fashion to another level. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we kind of do sophisticated geek wear for fandom. So, um, yeah, kind of bringing a next level game to it. So yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like how you said sophisticated because, um, my closet's full of, <coughs> excuse me, full of like nerdy shirts, hat, you know, regu- regular like hoodies and things like that. Of course. But if you if you ever, 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 you know, actually, it's not if you ever, people go to their site, check it out. They've got some really cool stuff. Even if you're on the on a convention floor and you ever see them, there, check out check out their check out their gear. It is is some next level stuff. Seriously. Thank you. It's not just your uh, regular screen print T-shirts with a. Uh, nerdy sayings um actually I'm, I'm looking at i'm looking at a couple of their items right now and <laughs> i've been eyeing this uh, one item of yours uh tony since uh since san diego comic-con actually when i ran into you um is your is your avengers bomber jacket yeah. god that is a sweet jacket <laughs> yeah it definitely was the most popular item at san diego and um yeah, that was really one of the earlier Marvel pieces that we had put together. So really proud of it and, and excited to to get it into the hands of fans. In the hands of fans on the on the on the backs of their and on their backs as well, right? That's right. So uh, before we uh, you know go more and more about the clothing line and everything, let's let's actually <coughs> like to, uh, talk talk more about, uh, about you and then of course uh, the building of the, of the brand. Sure. Um. 
actually, you know, right before even I, I go into that, we actually go into like a little bit of a, a nerdy, uh, like weekly wrap. Sure. Um, I, I just wanted to know, like, did you uh, happen to see, uh, check out Marvel's um, tease of uh, Captain Marvel? Like their photos and... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. How, how excited are you for that? Not just for as a fan, as a fan, but I mean uh-huh. also maybe possibly for future um, for the future of your company and, and what you know you guys could probably do with that. Oh yes, uh, yeah, super excited. Uh, you know, I um, we all love and enjoy what's happening in kind of pop culture right now with superheroes, and much of that credit has to go towards uh, Marvel and what they've been able to do in the cinematic universe. However. Um, the the one sort of complaints and issue that I have with Marvel films is their lack of superheroine representation. You know, you just uh, the fact that uh, we are celebrating the ten years of the MCU, which is a milestone, and yet we haven't had a, a superheroine led movie um, in that lot is really a, it's a travesty. It really is, and so that's that really is the blemish. A significant blemish, um, I don't want to say blemish, a giant eyesore in the Marvel Universe. And so the, the fact that they are um, able to, uh, and we, we all saw the success of Wonder Woman in the DC, you know, in the DC world and what really that, the impact that that had on fandom. And so, um, so for Captain Marvel to come around and, um, and they, and I'm so glad they sort of brilliantly sort of hinged the future of the Marvel Universe on Captain Marvel from, you know, as we saw from uh, uh, Avengers Infinity War. And so, um, yeah, it's timely. It's, it's, um, uh, and it's great too because Captain Marvel is not as a well-known property as, you know, some of the other Marvel heroes. And so um, to, to sort of bring that character to the, to the forefront and to really bring a, uh, a heroin-led movie is really is really awesome, and then for me as a as a company, yeah, we're really excited because um, you know we re- really want to bring um, uh, really translate the our Captain America fandom into some cool apparel, and so um, so yeah, we're actually currently working on a, a really cool piece, and um, can't wait to unveil that in Ooh, the near future. Sounds good. Um, are we thinking maybe like a sweater yeah. of some sorts, maybe a cable knit, or uh, of course, you know, you know, of course, you don't want to, you don't want to let it out now, right? Um. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be it'll definitely be cool. So we actually teased it a little bit with um, our the you mentioned the uh, the Avenger bomber. Um, the Avenger bomber has like these customizable name patches on the um, on the front. So we you know, we of course included like uh, Natasha Romanoff and Barton and uh, Stark, but we also included um, Carol Danvers. Oh, yeah. And uh, so so that way like even early on you can sort of you know sort of represent her because it's natural because she's a uh, air force pilot and it's a bomber jacket so it really fits naturally as well so so really uh coming next month when the when the jacket delivers you could represent uh your um captain marvel so you're getting me on that sale right now I, i'm about to add it to the cart but <laughs> you saying that um there you go. But yeah, you know, I totally agree with you with with actually everything you said. Um, it was actually time for Marvel to actually uh, inject a, a female hero. Uh, hero. Um, it was it was very it was lacking. You'd see them only as secondary characters, maybe even like third background characters. Yeah. And it, this this is a breath of fresh air. And you're right; they will take it to another uh, another avenue with with Captain Marvel. Looks like she will possibly take lead from now on, and maybe leading the new Avengers after um, the fourth the fourth movie releases next year. Yeah, I mean, even though they're late to the game with it, um, they could really with a great movie and great tie-in, it will cover a multitude of sins. And so, so yeah, I think if they if they they really seem like they're setting her up to be sort of the savior of the the Avengers, and uh, so yeah, super excited for it, and uh, you know. Brie, I love Brie Larson, um, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be so so great. Yeah, I'm just hoping that they don't uh, like op her, like they don't like overpower her too much. Where yeah, uh, she, she, where she'll end up like a Superman, where it's like, like oh, well, it seems like no one uh-huh. beat her. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Marvel does a great job with uh, 
with all their characters and there may be you know obviously some some flaws in her character that will uh <coughs> sorry come out and you know obviously kind of balance out her her character overall but yeah i mean i was just looking at all the all the images from this past week that entertainment weekly released and i was just amazed that like they were able to use her original uh suit with the colors because i believe they were showing some before were just like yeah. a blue, blue and teal which was still which was still pretty cool but i was still like uh, crossing my fingers that that was just gonna be like an early on uh you know, yeah, I can't wait. That one image of the uh, with her walking with her team with her team um, walking towards Ronan. I was like, "Wow, man! I just cannot wait to see what story is uh, yes. you know unfolding there." And yeah, it looks like it's going to be like um, have sort of that Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, that really uh, that cosmic fun, yeah sci-fi adventure sort of thing. So yeah, I can't can't wait. Yeah, it'll be it'll be great. I mean, unfortunately, we have to wait till I believe next next February or is it yeah. March? Uh, April. Oh, April. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. even longer. Oh. Yeah. You have to wait. You have to wait just a bit, a little bit longer. Um, Both. Uh, we have a, a month where with two Captain Marvel films with Shazam coming out as well. So, who would have thought? Who would have thought when we were all kids that we would live in a world where two Captain Marvel films would come out at the same time? Exactly, and, and you said before, like, uh, uh, as um, these two characters or aren't really like mainstreamish as like you know a Batman, a Superman, Spider yeah. uh, type deal, and then now you're having like Captain Marvel, and then the like, two at the same time, which is like going, what a time to be alive, everyone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So well, I mean, that was like the big, big major, uh, like I guess, internet breaking news this week with the the nerd world. Um, now I'd like to actually get on to, uh, more about you and your company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what drove you to mix the fashion and, nerd, and like the nerd culture, nerd worlds? Yeah. You know, I was, um, you know, before this company, I was blogging and blogging a, a lot, blogging podcasting like this for my own website called crazy for comic con. And I was one of the early bloggers out there that started writing about con culture. This is back in like 2009 or so. And um, from that, I started getting um, uh, participating in um, the con kind of con world, traveling to cons, not only doing interviews, but then also doing like uh, hosting panels and whatnot. And, and so after um, uh, a couple of years of kind of traveling different shows, I was really struck by how limited, because um, I didn't want to go on stage and just be wear, wear a t-shirt and hoodie, but I also wanted to like represent my, you know, my own fandom. And I was just struck with the fact that there was just not very many options out there when it came to you know, looking nice and looking a little bit more professional. So as I... You didn't want the hot topic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just, you know, basic basic stuff out there. So so I started, like, doing a lot of research, and, and going, as I was at these different cons, I kind of saw that there just wasn't that much out there. So, you know, after, like, a lot of the, uh, what's it called? This necessity is the mother of invention. And so I thought, well, I guess I'm going to just have to... Um, make something for my own. So, so yeah, so, you know, I started um, doing some uh, research and development. And uh, back in Comic Con 2015, I um, debuted uh, right before the show. I debuted a um, or announced that um, basically made this new product as a, as a really as a Superman blazer at that time. Very kind of it's kind of crude and kind of kind of uh, not the current iteration, but um, I was like, I'm just going to announce on my blog that um, I had this vision and dream and I'm going to bring this to the show and I'd love to get your feedback on it and um, love to uh, kind of shop it around. And, and uh, so I was at San Diego Comic-Con and just sort of hustling this one single blazer, showing people, talking to people, doing a lot of interviews and you know, I got some great feedback that's, yeah, there was just a market for it. If it, and, you know, I just would ask people, Hey, if something like this was on the market, would you buy it? And, you know, got great, great, uh, feedback and a response. And so that year I just spent it developing out the, uh, the brand and the initial collection. 
and we launched in 20, 2016, right before uh, the San Diego, San, San Diego Comic-Con that year. So, so yeah, it was just, um, you know, a lot, a lot of things. My background is in, is in uh, marketing and design, uh, but not in fashion. But I've always had a love and appreciation for fashion. That's always been very important to me. Um, so, you know, so, yeah, I didn't come from some, like, some, uh, you know, big fashion background. I just, um, you know, I just had a, a passion and a dream, and it just sort of like kind of took over from there. Yeah, you saw, you saw, you saw a little, you saw a hole, you saw a niche out there that um, that needed to be filled. And yeah, I mean, it seems, yeah, it, it seems to be even uh, well received. And like you said, you are on these convention floors, and uh, this past year when I uh, swung by your booth. Your booth is actually uh, quite quite popular. Yet, <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. You had uh, quite the quite the buzz going on. You had, quite, you had quite a few people, which is great. And it's it's always nice to see when I came across your guys. Uh, like when you guys came across my radar was actually through Vincia Convention. I saw you guys actually uh, on uh, social media, and it was through the. It was because of the Superman jacket. I think it was Superman, and then you had a Batman jacket at the yeah. time. Yep. Some releasing at the same time, or you're getting feelers for. And I thought to myself, like, oh, wow, those those two pieces are actually really, really awesome. And it's they're like different takes because they weren't just like your your regular like uh, jacket with maybe a patch or um, or like you know uh, like with a simple design on it. <clears throat> you guys took it took it elsewhere where on on these two jackets, you guys actually had their these logos sewn into the. Uh, into the backs of 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 the jackets where yep. it was like subtle enough but yet like any any nerd would be going wait a minute if you look at that that's actually the batman symbol like that's actually a pretty dope, dope jacket you open it up and you see it was like yellow lining yep. it was the gray the gray outside oh god it was, that was just so cool i, I thought <laughs> i thought to myself, like, i was like oh wow they you guys really just made it you made it even more cooler to be a geek now yeah so yeah, well, you know, we I think that um, there's been um, so much uh, awesome apparel that is out where, like, it's really obvious and, you know, big logo blazing across the front or back. Well, nothing wrong with that, but, um, but, you know, I really wanted to create something that people could wear to work or out on a date or to an event. And it's not just – it's not just – sort of screaming the you know the the fandom and one of our core values for a company is this idea of integration where like i had talked to so many people who they wear a suit and tie to work throughout the weekday and then on the weekends they switch to their you know their fandom stuff and for me i felt like we shouldn't have to do that like we should be able to integrate our fandom into our everyday wear and be able to go and do anything and so that's why like the the subtle stitching and uh, the the sort of like a more sophisticated subtle approach to it is very important to me because we wanted to do that um you know, integrate your fandom into your everyday wear. And um, so, you know, it's, it's not uh, over the top and it's something that um, is appropriate for all occasions. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, you said, like it's, it integrates everything and it's not just screaming out, Hey, look, look at me. This is like, no, it's, it's, it's very tastefully done. And yeah, these, once again, like these pieces, I can't, I can't, you know, plug it anymore as much as you can. Like I, I you know, I tell my friends, uh, about about your uh, about your gear, and they're always taking a look at it. They're going, "Well, this is this." I go, "Yeah, it's." I mean, take, check it out. And even friends that are not really into the the culture itself, you know, they they hardly even notice. I go, "Wow, you know, like I, I'll rock I'll rock that jacket, or that's actually a pretty cool um, you know shirt, like where it's not just like once again blazingly out there, where like going, hey, look, it's a big you know screen print or you know yeah. comic panel, whatever." Um, so my next question would be like. What what does the process look like when you're coming up with a new item? Like, where do you draw your inspiration from? Oh yeah, great question. Um, yeah, great question. Um, it, it all starts first with uh, the character, and um, you know, as a as a huge fan of uh, comics and superheroes, um, I grew up on it. I mean, you know, I was um, uh, my just to go. To go backwards a little bit, like my um, 
parents immigrated here from Korea about a year before I was born. And I, um, so, and I grew up in a small town in Texas and, you know, I always felt, um, uh, because I was Asian American, um, I always felt different. I always felt like an outcast. I always felt like I was not, didn't really belong a part of the, the, the mainstream. And so as a kid, like I felt uh, marginalized and kind of sought out something like comics to help me find uh, my place where I belonged, you know. And, and uh, a lot of the stories in comics are the idea of people who don't belong and have a bigger, greater calling, you know, and you think of like the story of Superman and he's like this ultimate immigrant, you know, coming from another place and trying to fit in and find his, find his place in this world. And, and so, you know, uh, comics have had a, a really big influence um, in my uh, formative years and um, continues to inspire me to today. And so, so for me, as we're, developing pieces it all has to go down to that character and you know who he is and who he or she is and uh, what she represents and uh what um you know he or she um brings to to pop culture and so so yeah so like you know we really like uh we'll take a piece like the you know we are one of our more popular pieces since we launched is our batman blazer and uh which has the the bat logo stitched on the back and then also has it printed in the inside and has multiple pockets and whatever and so um so for me you know we wanted to say what's something that in a sense like what would bruce wayne wear you know and uh what's something that um uh so we want to make a very um stylish uh blazer and then um uh, integrate the logo in a very in a you know in a way that's no one's ever done it before no one's ever sewn in the, the logo into the the back of a piece like that um and we feel like that's something that is unique to us and then we also put in like all these multiple pockets on the inside of the blazer i mean there's like there's seven interior pockets zipper pockets button pockets all that because you feel like it's something that like could carry all the the bat gear you know and things that you need and so um so, you know, we just kind of come up with this, um, what is the core of the character and, and what would represent uh, him or her well. Um, then we just move it into um, uh, prototypes and we say, uh, what are some different uh, styles and silhouettes is what we kind of call it as far as the shape and characteristics of the piece. What different type of styles and silhouettes would sort of uh, represent him well, him or her well. Um, so I come up with a few different sort of looks and then I work with a design partner that um, has manufacturing, all the manufacturing experience. And so, so he and I collaborate together to kind of come up with a, um, you know, a, a piece that would um, both is a cool looking stylish, but also very functional, but then also represents the character well. Then we go back and forth into prototyping. Um, we manufacture both locally, um, domestic in California, as well as uh, overseas, international. So the prototyping takes a while. I mean, it takes months of uh, pieces going back and forth and refining and, and um, you know, adding embellishments and details and whatnot. Um, and then uh, when we come down to a a a final product then we're we're ready to launch it in the pre-order phase and then also simultaneously launch it in production phase and so that, that's kind of where we're at right now with um the marvel collection is is we you know we have the prototypes for pre-order but then it's also being made manufactured right now so so all in all it's a it's not a super quick process it usually takes between um from start to finish anywhere from six to eight months and so um oh wow so yeah, it's a very um, it's a long uh, and, and with a long process with uh, you have to invest a lot of time into it. Yeah, of course. I mean, especially if you want to make sure you're bringing the right product to the you know to the public. And I like how you said um, it gives me more of an idea now. Like when you come up with your pieces, like how you say you draw it from the character. And in the case of in your Batman blazer, you're thinking like, what would Bruce Wayne wear? And you said like. It has multiple pockets. This always kind of like his utility belt is within the jacket itself, right? Because there's yep. so many, so many compartments and so many things that you can carry, and like that is exactly what 
Bruce Wayne would, would probably, you know, wear like if he was at a, you know, at a cocktail event and he just has to be like, okay, I'm just Bruce Wayne. But if at any given moment I got to throw a batarang somewhere because there's some, uh, you know, thugs trying to you know, crash a party, then <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, like, I like how you, I like, I like the whole thought process. And yeah, you actually really make the, the pieces once again, um, connected to, to the character that it's supposed to be representing. Yeah. So, um, so I'm just wondering, will the Superman blazer help me fly in some <laughs> Well, uh, you know, superpowers are not included, but I definitely would ah, make you, ah, it'll make you feel like a hero. That's for sure. Oh, I get it. I get it. So, so I, uh, you probably take in the chest a little bit more. So then like, your chest kind of like, you know, like sticks out just a little bit more on those jackets. <laughs> That's right. So like you have that, <laughs> maybe I should have <laughs> uh, built in some like padded muscles, you know, into the, into the coats and so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, so that's actually a really cool, uh, you know, cool way to uh, you know know how everything starts within your company, how it works from start to finish. You say six to eight months. I mean, does that usually typical? Like, uh, you say? Yeah, um, I mean, usually if you um, if you make something overseas, it usually takes um, any anyone. It usually takes three to four months to manufacture an entire piece from start to finish overseas and then locally usually things take a couple of months um and then so you have to add in the design time and then shipping time and all that so so that's about that's about average it's it's um uh yeah you, you people can't make anything much any any quicker than that the 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 harder part of manufacturing is the um uh setting up the whole process like if someone has a great idea and a great vision um that's awesome but then you have to go find someone to manufacture your product and not only do it but do it in a way that's uh, affordable uh, ethical reliable and also quality um and then do that like a thousand times over again so um so you know this the whole manufacturing process itself is is not a is not a uh it's not an easy one um so, uh, but I'm grateful to be working with some great uh, partners and great manufacturers to, to get it all done. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, so, I have one thing here. You were saying that you drew your your inspiration through like the comics and stuff that you read as a child and stuff. So, like, what would you say your what is your like your fandom right now? I mean, when I grew growing up, I mean, it was all uh, the, the three things was. Um, Superman was my earliest, earliest fandom. Like the Superman, the movie, like uh, that was like my my favorite hero by far. And then uh, I was a huge Star Star Wars fan. But then I was also like the biggest Star Trek fan. And even oh. back then, it wasn't like as popular for kids to be like into Star Trek. It was into Star Wars. All my friends were into Star Wars, which I was too. But but you know star trek the motion picture and you know all that was was the more that more cerebral stuff was like i was just all about all about that so you know i had the enterprise and you know like all like phasers and all that good stuff and so so you know that hasn't changed a whole lot like i i still love all those um i still love all those quite a quite a bit and um um I was probably I came on to Marvel. Let's see, I was a DC fan for all my life, and then Marvel kind of came around maybe um, fifteen years ago, I think, when when the Ultimate line came out with Marvel and um, all the the Ultimate Avengers and you know things like Civil War and all that. So I think that about that time is when I started becoming a Marvel fan. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, so those things have stayed constants. I mean, as far as like more recent stuff, uh, I mean, past five years or so, Dr. Who has been really big into that and, um, I'm excited for the new doctor to, to arrive. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, about- well, that's, I mean, so, so you said Superman, I, I think everyone had, Everyone, I think, was always introduced to Superman as a, as a child, right? Yeah. That was like everyone's like intro to like superheroes, and then like you know, you're seeing Christopher Reeve just don 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 the cape and then he's yeah. like flying around. <clears throat> I mean, that was that was always a, 
I was that was exactly the same thing for me. I saw I saw Superman when I was a child, and I thought to myself, like, whoa, this is pretty cool. Like, he's flying around. Oh, he's super strong. And the, and then it, and that's when I was introduced to the world of like, oh, there are heroes and villains. And then yeah. there's like, oh, there's there's actually a whole new there's a whole universe of this. And then to know that there was like, it didn't like it wasn't only in uh, on motion pictures. It was actually oh, it's on print. Like, it's like that was how it was like brought to me first. Like, I wasn't like comics and then like and then all the like movies and things like that on the screen they're like more like um movies and then all of a sudden like oh there's there's actually on print and that's what it inspired it from there so <laughs> yeah. that was I went, I went kind of backwards on that where i feel like nowadays i don't i'm not sure with uh with how kids and how everyone's actually being exposed since now everything's just being i wouldn't say flooded but yeah there's a really huge market, yeah market you know out there because i think back 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 then it was like there just was such limited options and uh, yeah. and now yeah you could literally come in to through marvel films dc films and even through you know marvel you have like the fox films with spider-man or, i'm sorry uh with x-men and then with sony films mm-hmm. you have spider-man and, and you know, there's just so many different avenues to sort of get into uh fandom now so so yeah i, I do think that um fandom will, will change even if they talk about star wars i mean now you have new fans of people who are coming in with solo and with rogue one and with the new, the new, uh, um, uh, the new Spin-off trilogy. Stuff. Yeah. You know, new trilogy yeah. and all that. So like everyone's point of entry into fandom is so different now that, um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, um, how all of our kids grow up as fans. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's actually, I look forward to, but I'm also <clears throat> a, little, a, a bit, uh, I want to say skeptical because I don't want to be like that grumpy old man who says like going, "Oh, you kids, this isn't really real. You need to read the com- comics." Like that's that's <laughs> yeah. like, they they didn't really draw the real uh, you know essence of that character. Like this is actually where it's from. Where <clears throat> I understand when I see um, our like these our heroes and villains being portrayed on the big screen and they're obviously not following a certain storyline or their characteristics aren't uh, on point. I always have to remind myself just to kind of take myself away. Like going, no, if this is the way people are going to have to be introduced to it, then that's fine. And then they can go ahead and backtrack and read more about it then. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, I get those, I get those moments where it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so is this. I'm like going, no, no, he's not. Yeah. You have to go back. This didn't happen that way. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do, I do look forward to like the, 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 the many fandoms out there growing. And like, I see, we see it in these conventions because Back then, there were only a handful, handful of conventions, yeah. uh, and then they were really, like, really small. And now it seems like every week I'm looking on my feed and I'm like, going, oh, there's another convention, and they're actually bringing in like some, you know, <coughs> some great talent to, uh, you know, to be to be guests, and like, they, you know, they're bringing in a, an attendance. So you're not just only have to go to the San Diego Comic Con, or you don't have to go to the New York Comic Con. Like, there's like these little. Like these little smaller, like sub, like sub conventions, but yet they're still, they're still like big enough for like you're drawing, you're drawing quite the crowd. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you said you're like a, a Star Wars fan as well as Star Trek fan. I want to ask you, with the last couple Star Wars movies, I know we're gonna go off a little bit on the, on your on the company and stuff, but I, this is more on with you as well. What would you? How did you feel about the last two? <laughs> I mean, I, I had I had my, uh, I had my. Uh, <laughs> you know, opinions about the second to last one. And then solo was just, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's interesting how polarizing the past couple of films have, have been, um, yeah, you know, I'm not a, not a big fan of, um, solo or, of the last Jedi. They're fine. You know, they're, they were, they kind of served a purpose. Um, but it, yeah, not a, not a huge fan. I, I felt like that solo was a, um, a, a a fun heist film, but a pretty mediocre Star Wars film. Like I just feel like it, it was, um, it, it just from the very beginning didn't need to seem like a story to that we needed to tell uh, about the origins of Solo, and um, at the end of it, it did feel like it was very satisfying as far as how it pulled off, um, and um, and it just lost a lot of the magic. You know, I just feel like that it does didn't resonate uh, uh, for me and. Um, and then the last Jedi, I also felt like it 
storytelling wise was it's not great i feel like it, it has some great moments and visually and music and that kind of stuff there were some great moments in it but but i feel like just story wise it was not um um it didn't um it just felt like a divergent from the from from such a divergent from the force awakens which i was a big fan of so so yeah, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, not yeah, not super, not super excited for, um, for it. And and what's unfortunate is that as I've been sharing that sentiment on social media, um, and through like blogging, Facebook, and whatever, um, I have people who are, who agree with me, but then I have others who are like so angrily like. Uh, like uh, passionate, very passionate about the yeah, yeah, and they're like, and they're like questioning my fandom, saying that like I've changed and I'm not even a you know Star Wars fan and whatever, and it's like really like it's not really that. I mean, I I, I think that's okay to love something and also criticize it, you know, and and um, <clears throat> yeah, that's that. That's but I, I but yeah, sorry, that that's that, that's how I was as well. Same thing, you know, you you have like these uh. You know these opinions about the about the movie, and all of a sudden, like you kind of get—I don't say crucified, but you kind of get put up there, like going, "Oh, why did you like this?" Like going, "Well, I, I mean, that's just my certain taste." And you know, don't don't knock me for 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 the said fact. Yeah, but I had people tell me I had people tell me online that I've changed. I've changed, and, and I'm not like a, a Star Wars fan. I'm like, that's. I saw the first Star Wars in drive-in theater, like, I, and I've seen every Star Wars movie. The, the the day it opened, you know, for you know, forty years now, whatever. And it's like, it's. It, I think it's okay to um, to hold things that we love to high standards. I think it's okay, you know. And and um, if it works for you, great, that's fine. But if you, but uh, you know. I had problems with it, and I don't like the I don't like the direction of, of where it's where it's going. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess the biggest thing you can only hope for is like we can be optimistic that you know they'll kind of I don't want to say right right, but you know fix fix up a few of the you know gripes that you know the majority of the fans had. I I feel like there was a majority uh, of fans that weren't too keen on the movie, and then the people that are well geez i mean there's a lot of people who are you know, big defenders of solo but it was it did not do great in the box office it didn't um you know it's i mean geez the the meg the shark movie made more money than solo did that is uh that's sad you know when, when we're, we live in a world where um where uh star wars film is struggling you know and uh, yeah, it was. Wow. Uh, I, well, I mean, know. I guess you can't compete against a big shark, right? I mean, that, <laughs> it, it's a megalodon, so you can't, you can't, you can't compete against that. And you had Jason Statham, <laughs> Ruby Rose. Yeah. You had uh, was it Rain Wilson? Come on, you can't, you can't compete against that. <laughs> you can, like, the Mother of Dragons can only carry that uh, solo movie oh so much. And, That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that that movie was also a bit of like a. I want to, yeah, yeah, I can say it, it was a flop. Where I, I, well, I think the problem, I think the, I think the problem was that as as many defenders as it was the solo. When you ask people like how many times have you seen it, most people say once. They just didn't necessarily go back and see it multiple times. No matter how much they loved it, they just a lot of people just didn't see it a ton of times, which really affects the box office. Yeah, and and actually that also like kind of like gauges my my you know like how much i like that movie because like if i watch the movie multiple times in the theater or even i know like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go and uh, you know buy that dvd blu-ray right away because i want to watch it over and over again yeah totally i I think solo has been out already on blu-ray or on dvd and i i'm just like i mean i saw it once i got i got the gist of whatever you know what what, you know the the story they were telling I was like, okay, that's great. It wasn't yeah. wasn't my cup of tea. I was hoping hoping for you know more, and was uh, you know disappointed unfortunately with the outcome. Yep. You know, yep. this I guess this is what we're, <coughs> the world we're living in now is just like you're just kind of like you know churning out all these 
new movies. And that's what I'm just hoping that they don't, they, they don't do like, you know, they're just churning out movies just for the sake of, you know, like, Oh, there's always going to be a fandom for it. So we're just going to keep on, you know, making the movies. Like I just hope yeah. the quality just doesn't. Yeah. It, it does sound like that they had, they put the kibosh on a lot of the spinoffs and it, it does sound like that they're, they're being forced to course correct. So, um, so yeah, I think, I, I, I don't know. I'd like to think that they've learned some lessons and, um, and JJ Abrams. Um, I, I generally, I like what he does. And so a, a good, strong ending of the trilogy can, can forgive a lot. So let's hope, let's, let's hope we get a great film. I'm crossing my fingers. So, um, next item was, a, uh, and you said you were a Star Trek, you're a bigger Star Trek fan. Yeah. So you, you were, uh, like, Captain Kirk fan-ish, or was it where you came in on the, on the Picard train? Oh, no, no, uh, Picard, uh, Kirk for sure. Um, and, I mean, I'm, I'm a, but I'm a huge fan of, I mean, Next Generation and Picard was was the sort of the era of the near-perfect Star Trek, because Kirk, as awesome as he was, he doesn't really, it's not really um, that version of Kirk and his crew, uh, maybe... Um, this sort of like uh, machismo alpha male sort of approach is maybe not quite relevant today, the William Shatner Kirk. Um, and so I think Picard was really brought this, rel- it's more, you know, cause he's like the diplomats and um, he's, he relies more on his crew. And um, I think that version of Star Trek, I feel like was near perfect. And so, um, but, but I was a huge, I mean, that's where I started was with Kirk and the, the, the movies and all that stuff. And so, um, so yeah, I, you know, I love them. I love them both. And, um, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that we are in a world where there's not a Star Trek on regular network television. Um, the, um, yeah, Discovery, yeah, right? Discovery on the on the whatever the CBS network and uh, or CBS uh, All Access and yeah, it's okay. It's I'm not a you know I'm not a big fan of it. It's fine. It's it's um, I just believe that at the core, um, the whole idea of Star Trek and um, is the idea of, like there's um, you know the idea of the federate the federation is like kind of resources for all free, uh, sort of, uh, make it universal for everyone. And so to not have a star Trek on like network television, I feel like is a problem, you know, like I feel like it should be available for everybody. And so, um, so it's, I'm a little bit like, uh, on principle, I don't, I don't know. I, I have a issue with star Trek only on the CBS uh, network. Oh yeah, so I mean, you you want it to be more wide, oh, wider out there. Yeah, yeah, more available. I mean, like that's the idea. of The Federation is that they had they provide resources for everyone, you know, and and the fact that it's you have to sign up for the CBS app is a, kind of a bummer. Quite ironic, then, I guess, right? You'd say. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. So with with that said, and then everything, will you think that you guys will be coming up with like a a red a red shirt type type uh, piece for uh, for Hero Within. Well, actually, I guess you have to get a license first, right? Yeah, it all comes down to licensing. Um, we would love to to produce some other licenses or work with some other license. We've been, um, you know, we're we're just now on the the beginning phase of our Marvel license, uh, but uh, you know, next on the next on. Um, our radar is, of course, Star Wars. I think Star Wars, um, regardless of the the missteps in the recent movies, um, is a, a very lucrative and a very um, broad-reaching uh, license. And so, so yeah, that would that'd be nice to kind of move into Star Wars, maybe um, uh, you know, especially next year with the the next movie coming out. So, um, but we have a hands full right now with Marvel. Um, but certainly in the future, Marvel, Star Trek would be, they would be great to work with. Yeah, you, you don't want to put the, you know, the, the horse before, I mean, the carriage before the horse. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we really do have to get our legs underneath us with this Marvel license. And there's so much to do. There's, I mean, it'll keep us busy for a long time. So, uh, so yeah, no, no, no rush to, to add on more just yet. Which is good, because like, once again, you don't want to overextend extend the company and, you know, possibly... You know, 
like how the Star Wars movies are doing. Like you don't want to just like, right. get things and just start churning it out just to churn out. Like you want to obviously yeah. leave a lot behind your brand and like the quality of uh, of products that you guys that put out there. Yeah. But in the the Star, I mean the Star Wars and the Star Wars, Star Wars will always be there. Star Wars is always Star Wars. But I mean like the possibilities are endless. I think with with what you can do with you know with when if you know with or when you guys get that license. It's just it's just crazy with I mean because you everywhere now, um, <laughs> but once again I think you know uh, when when the time comes like when you if you guys get the you know license for it like you guys can once again take that take it and run with it in such in such a manner where you know people will be I mean I'm trying I'm just trying to think what 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 what, what possibilities you guys could you know do with them already and like <clears throat> like so back on your process of, of like thinking of new items and stuff, like in this case, let's say you're thinking a little bit down the line, like, all right, if I want a, uh, to work with, uh, with, with, with the star Wars license, like, are you, would you say you kind of start maybe thinking and doodling already now, like some pieces. And then like, when it comes across, it, it will, you know, then you'll, you'll kind of like head, have a head start. Or do you guys, when, when it gets there, you get there. Like when, when you, you cross that bridge, you get there. Yeah, certainly we do. Um, even before we had landed the Marvel license, and we were already doing um, some conceptual work work on it, um, because the process, as we already outlined, like takes as long as it does. There, there isn't a lot of time to waste once the license is secured. So yeah, I'm already doodling things, and I've already um, done some. I've uh, done some work for Harry Potter, for Star Wars. Oh, I've done cool. a lot of um, work already that. Um, just to just to be ready so um uh so yeah i mean there's just there's no time to waste so uh, so yeah definitely already in preliminary works even if it doesn't come to fruition for a long time um because you know i'll be at somewhere i'll see something i'll watch a movie and i'll be like oh this would be a really great piece if we did like this and so you know already doodling and and uh doing a lot of brainstorming um so you yep. have you have like a super secret notebook out there right now. With, with, oh yeah, yeah, yeah like for a, sure. Some storm stormtrooper pants type deal or a, uh-huh. know, <laughs> a Harry Potter. Oh trooper. yeah, for sure. Uh, that's that, that's awesome. Um, so you mentioned like you know you're like also Harry Potter and stuff like. So do you guys think you will look at maybe possible like anime license licenses? I'm sorry. Say the last part again. You broke up. Oh, I'm sorry. Like the possible like anime licenses like. Not just like Star Wars, but, but like anime is a big, uh, big fan. Yeah, we we've gotten some we we have gotten some offers with with some um, anime distributors, uh, and too, I mean, part of it is um, bandwidth is an issue. I mean, we can only sort of support and release um, so much at one time. Um, mm-hmm. Anime is a little bit a little bit tricky because um, it. It's I, I, while I love and appreciate uh, anime, and there's a, a handful of anime that I watch. My my breadth of knowledge and experience in that particular realm is a little limited, so mm-hmm. um, so hard to sort of like really pursue that in a in a real strong way. Since like um, you know, I don't just have a bunch of knowledge in that area. Yeah. Um, so, but as our as our company grows and as we add more licenses and as we add more team members that have you know passion in that area, I definitely see us uh, going that direction. Uh, yeah, you know, we've we've had people offer us some things. Um, we we've had licenses in a lot of different areas that people have offered, but we, for us, like it has to be authentic, it has to be legitimate, it has to be like uh, passion um, with deep knowledge, like driven. And, uh, so it's, we're never, we'll never do it just to make a buck or to just sort of flip something. We do want to do it because we love it, you know? And and so, so right now, um, you know, anime is not high on the priority list, but, um, I'm certain that as we, as we go and grow, um, we'll add things like, uh, sci-fi and horror and, you know, all kinds of things. And so, uh, sky's the limit. Yeah. Well, well, you know, and I, you know, as as a as a fan of you know both like clothes and uh and like nerddom, like I appreciate I appreciate that that you 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 recognize like, like that's not anime isn't something that you're like really strong in that in that realm. 
that you don't want to just go ahead and be like, uh, yeah, okay, sure, we'll take that license and once again, we'll just churn something out for the sake of it just because yeah. like, there may be an audience out there. But I appreciate the fact that if you say your passion isn't so solely directed or knowledge isn't, isn't uh, is very limited in that area, yeah. That yeah. You, you, take, you take accountability on that going, I don't want to put a product out there where I, I don't feel 100% about it or I'm really kind of like unaware about it. And and I and, and my hat's off to you because once again, like you're 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 not out there for the almighty buck, and that, yeah. that that's great. That's great to hear. And you know, it's a breath of fresh air. Thank God. Like you know, when I, had, <laughs> I had that question come across my uh, you know on my on my list here to uh, ask you, and you know, when you with the answer you gave me, I thought like okay, like no, you like if you do have a you won't do uh, licenses or anime, or you will. But the fact that you like, you won't because not for the fact that <laughs> you don't have the license is because like you don't you, you're not um, I don't want to say prepared or equipped for, but I mean you're just not 100% comfortable behind behind using it. Yeah, you know, I in part of my research and going to all these cons and shows, um, you can kind of see um, where companies um, where they they see an opportunity and then they decide to fill it and the people behind it, they're not passionate about the product and they're not necessarily wanting to bring a new level of creativity to it. They just want to, um, you know, make a buck. And yeah, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to add to the noise. I didn't want to add to the junk. I, I really do want to make something that I'm personally uh, proud of and I'm passionate about and I want our uh, you know fans to feel the same. Um, so yeah, well, so you know, as a company, we'll only pursue the the, the merchandise that we really feel we could hundred we could stand behind it hundred percent, and also that our hearts behind it. So, well, I know you got I know you have like a busy schedule with stuff like uh, with this, but if you want, there's like there's Crunchyroll and Netflix and Hulu. You can get you can, <laughs> you can get on your anime on anime train really fast. Uh, just, I know, I know. You, you watch it a weekend, but uh, yeah. I mean, I grew up. You know, I grew up watching like Robotech and um, awesome. Yeah, and a bunch of uh, Battle of the Planets and uh, Star Blazers. Uh, I, I, you know, I I remember when Akira came out. Um, that was awesome and. Ghost in the Shell, you know. So there's a there's some of them that I that I, I really love, but um, but yeah, it's it is a gi- it's a gigantic world. It's just it's it's very it's in, it's intimidating too. And so I don't want to do anything that's um, that turns off fandom. So if we do it, we have to do it right. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's, that's good to hear. And yeah, you're right. Like the anime world is there's so so many. Like okay, like I was talking about Crunchyroll and. Uh, Netflix, like, there are so many on there where I'm like going, wait, I didn't, what, what's this one? Like, I don't know what this one is. Like, oh my god, there's like, like anime on anime on anime, and like it, it never, it never stops. And sometimes it's kind of a little bit, I guess you'd say, mm, you you can always go with the main, the main hitters like a Dragon Ball Z or recently like the My Hero Academia or uh, Attack on Titan. But then like there are some that are like smaller, you know, smaller fandoms out there. And it's kind of hard to like, you know, strike like at the at, the, at those uh, particular um, you know audiences because you just don't know like going, will this be well received? And if so, like, is it is it you know a big enough audience where that you can go ahead and put your your uh, your time and your effort and everything behind it? So I guess you know that's also another thing. Maybe the anime uh, anime uh, uh, avenue could be a bit uh, you know. Uh, troubling for sure um so is there are there are there any uh i so said you guys do jackets and like uh you know sh- you know like button-up shirts and things like that are there any other accessories that I mean, not accessories but are there any other things that you guys will are possibly looking in the future not you don't have to tell the audience you know tell the world now like what you guys like do, but do you guys plan on expanding out to like um, bottoms and make maybe accessories as well. Yeah, um, yeah, we certainly have a lot of dreams to ex- expand a lot of different directions. I mean, one thing I want to do is uh, really expand our women's collection, and so I mean, we are primarily a men's coat company, but we are um, 
our our dream as we move into this next year is is to really uh, blow out our um, our women's side. Um, right now, you know, we have a uh, uh, you know a few pieces available, um, but um, we definitely want to add to that quite a bit, adding more dresses and things like that. Um, the the only thing we have for bottoms is jeans right now, and jeans are a little bit tricky, as we've seen, just because it's it's hard to order pants online, you know, for men, because um, yeah. you know we, it, we our natural inclination is that we want to try it on and kind of have more of a confidence in that in that sense, and so um, so um, but I would love to sort of add more to the our sort of bottoms uh, collection as well. Um, but you know, from the, in the time being, I mean, we're, we're going to do uh, more jackets. We'll do more in the spring. We'll do more, um, uh, button down woven shirts, um, short sleeve button down shirts. And, um, uh, we'll add some fashion tees by next, uh, San Diego comic-con next year. We'll have some more fashion tees and, uh, sweaters. And so we're getting more into development of sweaters. And so we'll add that as well. So yeah, you know, just all around the development of a lot of different types of products and um yeah so uh, tons of tons to come in the near future well that's great and, you know i'm yeah, looking at your i'm looking at the almost set right now like the wonder woman dress that looks, that looks beautiful it's great yeah that's been that. a that's been a huge seller we've sold out of that a couple times and we actually have a second or a third it's a second third it's a fourth maybe it's the fourth there's a third or fourth round of production um, wow. coming out um, at the end of this month. So, um, so yeah, that one's been remarkably popular. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see why. Like, once again, the, you know, your, your attention to the, the detail and yeah. how you integrate uh, the we character. Did, into- we did a, um, a Black Panther dress. It was an exclusive at San Diego, and that was, like, really popular, sold out, and we'll be adding that into um, for sale uh, at the end of this month as well. Yeah, I see you guys have the black uh, black widow uh, crop hoodie. That's like, yeah. So, yeah, I see you're you are expanding out your your women's line a bit more. Yeah, which is great to hear because you know, so many, so many like not, I don't like to say not many not many options out there. Or actually, there are a lot of options out there, but I think you guys can tap into that as well. Yeah, just going through your site. Every time I, I go through your site, I just say, like, oh, my God, this. It's so cool. Yep. So awesome. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll be wrapping this up soon. And I just want to ask you, so what is your like favorite fashion piece that's not nerd related? Uh, that I that I own, as, as you're asking? Is, is, is that what you're asking that I own? I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... Not, uh, geez, the fashion piece that I that's non nerd related that I own. Um, I mean, I do have a lot of pieces that I love. Um, uh, I mean, I have a there's a you know, I have a particular blazer, it's a kind of a gray, um, with um, uh, 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 it's got like a shimmer finish to it, so it's got a little bit of a shine. Um, I, I, you know, I love that blazer. Um, I love my Converse. Uh, I have a, a lot of pairs of Converse. Um, and but you know what? My, I mean, geez, my my all my favorite pieces are all nerd related. So. Yeah, that's, that's the correct answer yeah, right there. Yeah. That was. <laughs> It was a trick question. Yeah, I, yeah. I, nothing really stands out that's non nerd related, but I have a lot of favorite nerd related pieces. Um, okay, well, what's your favorite nerd, uh, nerd uh, related piece then? Yeah, um, my Justice League Converse, which has all the Justice League characters on it. I love that piece. I have a uh, Star Wars belt buckle. It's like a really big like Star Wars belt buckle that I wear all the time. I love that. Um, I made, uh, before I got into the fashion biz, I was making a lot of my own clothes. And so I have a, um, a TARDIS that I, a TARDIS dress shirt. So it's a kind of that Royal blue with the police call box and all that sort of, um, accruciance. Um, it's, uh, so that was like, I love, uh, yeah, I love that, that piece. Um, I also have a, um, uh, another, um, uh, 
kind of a military style shirt that I added all these uh, DC patches onto all around it. I, I really love that piece. Um, yeah, so a lot of stuff that I made, you know. So, well, that's uh, that's very cool. Like, so once again, like you don't, you're not, you're not part of like the, I guess, like the the masses where you once again every every day you just get it anywhere. Like you, you really, uh, your pieces seem to be things that are really you yeah. and that, that that have your fingerprints all over yeah. it, which is great. Uh, I like to hear. Um, and as I wrap up here, I would like to go ahead and just. Uh, do a rapid fire with sure. you. So I have like a few questions here, and I to see uh, where you go with these. <clears throat> Tell me when you're ready. Okay, go for it. All right, best dressed superhero. Uh, Clark Kent. Okay, who you want to be friends with, uh, Stark or Wade? I'm sorry. Are the two options? Oh, yeah, Tony Stark or Bruce Wayne. Who you want to be friends with? Uh, Tony Stark. Okay. DC or Marvel? DC. Blazer or hoodie? Blazer for sure. <laughs> Fortnite or Overwatch? Uh, probably. I know that masses are with Fortnite, but I would say Overwatch. The Overwatch design, the characters are much better. Yes. That's a good answer. I was going to say that one to you. Enterprise or. Enterprise. In a race. In a race. <laughs> oh, in a race? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, if you just do the math, it's the uh, warp one is light speed. So, um, you know, the Enterprise easily would overtake the Falcon. <laughs> that's that's uh, just a science. That's just a science question. That's not even a, a fan question. So <laughs> uh, I, like how, I like how you brought the science aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Facts, Vince. Those are facts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, last one, Captain Marvel. Or Captain Marvel. Oh man, that is a tough one. <laughs> you can go uh, Brie Larson. Uh, or uh, that's a tough uh, one. That's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna say Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. So, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so I, um, I appreciate you answering questions and you know taking your time out of your busy day today because you are at where are you at again? Let's go ahead and. Give a nice little plug to this. Yeah, uh, you can find us at herewithinstore.com or here within uh, on social media. You can find us on all that. And then my personal Twitter is crazy to number four Comic Con. And um, I'm also on, um, I also personally blog at crazy4comiccon.com. Great, and they can find you at various conventions as well. Too. Yeah, so the next uh, few weeks are busy for us from what uh, actually recording here at Long Beach Comic Con. Um, and then uh, next week we go to Austin Comic Con, followed by New York um, in October. And then we will round out our year at LA Comic Con um, uh, Halloween weekend. Is that the Stanley? Yeah, uh, that's, that's right. Yeah. Did they change it to uh, LA Comic Con? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed it a couple years back, or maybe last year, to LA Comic Con. So, oh, nice. Well, uh, well, thank you once again, Tony, for uh, for all the time you've uh, you've taken uh, with us today, and uh, you know, speaking about your company. And everyone, once again, please check out Hero Within. They are an awesome, awesome company. They put out some great pieces out there for people to wear. It's not just regular screen T-shirts and hoodies. This is stuff that you can sophisticated. This is for the sophisticated nerd. This is like geek. This is yeah. This is this is this is stuff that you uh, rock every day. Um, I like to go ahead and uh, plug us real quick. Uh, please always follow us on social media. We've got a Twitter which we kind of use. It's keeping it nerd, and we have our Instagram keeping it nerd as well. And if you want to send us any questions. Uh, send us an email at Keeping Nerd Podcast. Please rate, like, subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play Radio. Um, and as always, um, thank you for listening, Tony. Once again, thank you so much. A million, a million thanks for taking your time today to uh, to be with us and share with us your passion. Um, and one, keep it real and keep it nerd. Podcast. Let's go. Yeah.
check the podcast. Nerds about the broadcast. About to drop some knowledge on your brain with all these hot packs. Gaming, anime, and even comics got you covered. Now just listen to this intro from this budget Donald Glover. Yo, we'll take your mind up on a trip like Rick and Morty. Like we jumping through these portals. Trust me, none of this is boring. And they cover all these topics. Start an A into the letter Z. Attack on Titan all the way to Zoro. That's more than one piece. Keeping nerd or nothing. Yeah, you know that is our motto. And if you listen to us, that's the motto that you follow. Got the host with the most. He got moves like he's Star Lord. All these haters taking shots, they missing like it's Star Wars. Far more content than you could even ask for. Put it on your phone and then just stick it to your dashboard. Tune in anytime and they will probably have your fandom. But now just kick back so you can listen to the anthem. Keep it nerd, keep it nerd. What's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts. Blowing up, cause you know we got a bomb cast. Hit 